Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one transcendent page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Nazir 9, you come across one of those habitual pages that we come across from time to time in our track date that is just sort of quizzical, mysterious, dark. Have a listen. The Gemara explains the dispute. Rather, Bet Shammai hold in accordance with the opinion of Rabbi Meir, who said, A person does not utter a statement for naught. And once he said, I am hereby a Nazarite, he is immediately rendered a Nazarite. When he then says, And therefore I will refrain from dried figs and from cakes of dried figs, he is coming to request that the halachic authority dissolve his vow, as he regrets having taken the vow and is now seeking to dissolve it. And Bet Shammai follow their standard line of reasoning, as they say one cannot request that a halachic authority dissolve a vow of consecrated property, which one can do for vows of prohibition. And since one cannot request that the halachic authority dissolve a vow of consecrated property, likewise, one cannot request that the halachic authority dissolve a vow of Nazariteship, as the legal status of a vow of Nazariteship is like that of a vow of consecrated property in this regard. And if you wonder what consecrated property and the Nazarite vow and dried fig cakes have to do with each other, you are in very good company because I was wondering the same thing too, which is why I did. The only thing that made sense when you stumble upon a difficult page like Nazir 9 and call my friend, my teacher, my rabbi, and yours, Rabbi David Bashevkin, how are you, my friend? Liel, what an absolute joy. And I'm just so enjoying this journey through Tractate Nazir. It's, it's otherworldly, it's transformative, and it's so exciting to share with you. So it's so interesting, this passage, which talks about that Nazirus, as opposed to the notion that we saw in the last tractate, Nidarim, about vows, loosely translated, vows are able to be absolved, and Nazirus, on the other hand, a Nazarite vow, is not able to be absolved according to this opinion that we just saw in the Talmud. And it gets to a fundamental distinction, or almost clarification, that runs throughout the tractate. And that is, what is the difference between a regular vow like a neder and the nazirus, the Nazarite vows? Are they really just the same thing? Is if you just took a vow to abstain from cutting your hair, from drinking wine, from having ritual impurity with the dead, would that just be the same as the actual vow of to become a nazir? And this is a question that kind of threads itself throughout the tractate of what is the unique quality, the status of being a Nazir. And there is a beautiful idea that doesn't just emerge from this passage, because this passage we see quite clearly that there is a difference. Unlike a normal vow, you can't absolve this. And there's a phenomenal idea that is said by one of the most famous commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch, known as the Ketzos HaChoshen, which was written by Rav Aryeh Leib HaKohen Heller. And he says something really amazing about the transformative status of a Nazir. It is not like taking a vow where you, you know, are able to prohibit a certain object on you, so to speak, like we saw in the last tractate. 
Instead, he talks about a Nazir being a temporary Kohen. For a moment, and you and I both are not Kohanim, and I'm sure we've had dreams, sometimes we're in shul, maybe during the blessings of the Kohanim, maybe during the verses where we discuss the Kohen, we've had certain dreams of like, what would it be like to be a Kohen? And the way he conceptualizes the world of Nazir is that it allows you to be a temporary Kohen. And I think there's something amazing that emerges from this, and that is the power of consecrated holiness, that we have the ability to actually transform our very status, that a human being that we learn through this tractate has the transformative powers to actually endow themselves with a temporary status of the holiness of a Kohen itself. And it gives you an understanding of the transformative powers of our words, of the way that we look ourselves in the mirror. And sometimes we see the reflection of somebody very plain. But what I believe emerges from this tractate is that each of us have this potential to literally be like a priest in the great temple. Amen. Rabbi David Bashevkin, thank you so much for these words of inspiration. My absolute pleasure. This has been Take One. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.